We are live. Welcome to the Cannabis Closet Podcast with Canna Queen and MJ, everybody. Woo-hoo. We're going to give it a few minutes to let a couple people get into the room. Um, okay. How is <laughs> some guy on TikTok right now is asking to see my feet, but I need to know what price I should quote him for that. Uh, they're not the prettiest feet, but they are worth seeing. I'm not going to lie. So I lost my lighter and now, and then, and then I found it and now I can't find my, my bowl. Um, y'all, she is home by herself. A whole different kind of technical issues over here for. She's home all by herself. As you know, we can't see you in the counter, especially if you're coming through on Twitch. So let us know that you are here. Let us know that you are here. I don't do nothing for free, baby. Um, I'm talking to the TikTokers over here. If you guys want to see me and my podcast partner live, check out the link in uh, the caption or the link in my bio. What's up? What's up? Thanks for joining us. I'm glad you're back. Welcome back. We got a couple of uh, listeners. It looks like from YouTube. (laughs) Your Uh, beautiful wife commented the other day. She says, you know who will be there. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, this has got to be his wife. This has got to be his wife. Yes, yes, cousin. Uh, Um, Do I have the, I don't. Let me, um, let me pull the disclaimer up because I haven't got that up yet because we are going to need this disclaimer today. Today, I honestly have not moved from this spot either, which is lovely, which is (laughs) really concerning. Um, because the ghost, the ghost, we got this. And we got this. Okay, this is the one I need. Oh, the ghost did give me back my toiletry bag. I, I got oh, that. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, so real quick for everybody. Hey, what's up, Kelly? Um, for everybody listening, it is about that time. You are about to get highly educated with the Cannabis Closet Podcast with Canna Queen and MJ. This is an adult content show with no limitations on subject, language, or actions. Opinions, views, and expressions may or may not be that of the hosts, their guests, and their subsidiaries. If you aren't sure, don't worry. We'll tell you, or you can just take a good look at our faces. Uh, Mine's going to be red today. Uh, It's time to get the session started. Thanks for rolling up and showing up and enjoy the show. We have a special guest today. Uh, Stanford Frazier is back on with us, um, and we're excited to bring him through soon. But of course, we have to do the top of the top of the day stuff. So do you have anything for our history section? Um, I do. I still have, uh, we have our one little article that has, um, a few notable. I'll let you, uh, start there because my rant is heavy. Yeah. Yeah. So as everyone knows, we try to, um, go with, a. <laughs> Highlight the months that are are on the calendar, but also for due reason. And uh, May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Month. Um, also, which I did not uh, actually, um, my bestie was telling me um, that it is uh, Tourette Syndrome Awareness Month. Um, oh, and- shit. I'm yes. sorry. That was a bad joke. I'm sorry. Was- <laughs> <laughs> She's actually been posting facts about that. And um, the yeah, same thing is very, is actually um, a kind of misnomer. Um, it's not a complete misnomer if you are on TikTok at all, but it's super random. It's super random and not, uh, you know, like they're not 
like, oh shit about a situation, but it's like, you're in the middle of a conversation balls and something like that happens, you know what I'm saying? But it's well, like a tick. It's more of a tick than a ticks. Right. And, um, I have a, uh, you know, a couple of patients that do, uh, you know, suffer from it and they've actually been able to, uh, train their auditory uh, responses or this their uh, their verbal responses, and uh, we I was talking to Carrie about that, and she's like, "That's actually very um, intelligent, you know, like because it's a huh? neuro thing, and yes. it's uh, you know, and so to train yourself to do that versus letting it control, you know, like be right. the tick that it is." Um, and so uh, she's been sharing a lot of uh, Tourette's. Do you do you know if there's a medication? that can help with the tics and the neurological responses? So I don't know, like prescription medications. I know our uh, particular patients found benefits from um, utilizing cannabis. One of them also would, you know, asked, you know, said that Marinol actually benefited them uh, a little bit more than the actual, uh, the plant, you know, methods that he was using. Um, Maybe because of the isolation of... I'm not sure. I don't know if he uh, you know, uh, did any actual like documentation for himself. Right. You know, it was kind of a. You know. I would love to have somebody uh, who lives with Tourette's to come on and tell us more about it. I would love that. Um, we try to do that from time to time. Uh, we um, during November last year, we were um, communicating with a friend of ours. Uh, for Epilepsy Awareness Month so that we can make sure that we brought you uh, facts about epilepsy, myths about epilepsy. And then he came on for one of the shows to kind of discuss his experience and how cannabis has helped him uh, with as part of his treatment. It's just a part of his treatment. It's not his full treatment. Um, but yeah, so I absolutely think I that was I can ask Carrie yeah. if she'd be uh willing to come on um to she's very well versed in it um for her own reasons and you know I'd let her explain that well you know but um, right. uh certainly you know we can ask yeah for sure I would I would love that uh we have a couple of amazing guests coming up on the show uh this coming month we have um Jake is coming back with uh to talk Yay. to us about his uh, one year anniversary as Aria Petty one and uh, the drag scene in Durango and how that's just exploded uh, since he created Aria. I mean, it is amazing. There's a drag show every week in this town. I was going to say, can we get there live to a show one day? Yeah, we, like... we, he does Thursdays, but we can maybe do a special a special show uh, from, from on location on a Thursday and, and just uh, be set up for the drag show. That would be kind of cool. I don't know. I will be on, I will be honest with y'all. Y'all would have to be here to watch it live uh, because I feel like we would have music infringements that will mute us for uh, future viewing. I think like YouTube will probably mute us for future viewing etc based on the music that's played at a drag show um because it's we're not licensed to play it so if we do that we would definitely have to do it as a live event and then we would not be able to repost it because the repost will probably get taken down i mean we could try of course we'll try but uh the repost will get taken down and there's no need to well i mean maybe 
the audio repost would be fun to listen to. I don't know. We'll see what it, we'll see what it sounds like. Um, so yeah, let me talk to Jake about that a little bit more and, but he'll be on, on June 1st, um, which is the beginning of pride month. And, uh, then we have, what, what do we have? We have a, a cake maker. We have, uh, some advocates coming on, uh, that have their own LLC or LLP. Um, they, let's see, what else, who else do we have coming on? Uh, we have a group of women coming on that we met at the marijuana mansion, uh, Ooh, yeah, they're they're designers, women, oh gosh, women owned businesses. It's, yes. it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, Christine is um, coming back uh, at the end of this month. So she'll be on on May 30th to talk to us about what's going on in Missouri. Uh, speaking of Missouri, I'm planning a trip in the next few weeks out that way. So I'll keep you guys abreast of what that looks like. So the people in Missouri, we can plan some time together because it's going to be quick. Get on the calendar. Get on the calendar. Get on the agenda. Um, I do remember tracks. I, um, I uh, did not get to ever. Did I go there? No, I don't think I ever went for a show. <laughs> I feel like just as a regular. But can I tell you something? Okay. So <laughs> that reminds me track. The, the word tracks reminds me of. A couple of men that we met last year. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh! We should contact them and see if they want to yes. come on. Thank you. Yes, I will. I'll reach out to them. Oh and my see gosh! If we can't get I them totally. On. Oh my gosh! Yes, Missouri yeah. and our, our our friends. Even oh my gosh, that would be they. That, that was they, the best B and B. I tell you, I love that B and B. They um. They were into puppy. They are not were. They are into puppy play. And when I say into it, I mean into it. Like they got leather masks and collars. They wear their collars in public. Uh, there's yeah, a so about the there's some it's lower extremity attachments as well, so you could have a tail yeah. or it's it's so it's, it's and they don't call it a fetish. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. That's correct. Um, um, we will not so, lifestyle or fetish shame on this show. No, we are, we, it was such a, a joy to meet them and they talk were amazing. with them. And I really hope that we can get in touch with them and that they will, come, I will reach out, come on um, and, and join us. Um, not even a segue into this, but I did get my Asian American Pacific Islander history fact up. Okay, um, let's do it. And today we are highlighting uh, Flossie Wong Stahl. She is a PhD uh, and she um, was a Chinese American virologist and molecular biologist. Um, she unfortunately she was born in 1946 and unfortunately uh, passed away in 2020. She is responsible for cloning the HIV virus. When the acquired immunodeficiency syndrome AIDS became a global epidemic in the early 1980s, scientists didn't know how it was transmitted. It wasn't until Flossie Wong Stahl, PhD, first cloned the human immunodeficiency virus, HIV, in 1985 that researchers were able to identify HIV as the cause of AIDS. Her work allowed others to determine the function of HIV's genes and understand how it evades the immune system's natural defensive response. Dr. Wong Stahl had been studying retroviruses as part of her work at the National Institute of Health, and her discovery led the organization to later develop antibody tests. Her contrib- contributions 
for contributions in the field of HIV AIDS also helped to determine that using a drug cocktail or several drugs at the same time is a key to managing HIV. Um, she was cited as the most, wow. uh, she was the most cited female scientist of the 1980s with almost 7,800 citations. It's amazing um, they even gave, you, gave her credit back then, by the way, you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and her research in HIV AIDS was highly significant in the field, the field of virology and immunology, uh, which helped lay the groundwork for her understanding infectious diseases such as uh, COVID-19 today. Oh, that's well, thank you. Uh, may she rest in her peace and power. Uh, that's amazing. If not for her, where would we even be? And that's from uh, ideas.ted.com article. If y'all want to go ahead and read all eight at one time, um, we are just highlighting. And uh, we might yeah, have, we're just going through the list. I have to catch up because we did miss a couple of days. Yeah, we did. Or maybe do two one day. Um, um, the reason I just want to reiterate that the reason that we think it's really important to highlight, um, we've talked about this, that we have to have a month for everybody. Otherwise, white people wouldn't even recognize that other cultures exist and exist differently. Um, so, so with that, we want to continue to acknowledge the good works of people who are not white cis men who do great things, yes. great and right. amazing things. We know, we know, but so does everybody else. So, <laughs> yes. So, Agree. Yes, exactly. We want, we'll talk about them too. <coughs> so there's room for everybody. Uh, we got everybody can have a slice, you know, Okay. So, oh, and so with that, uh, June first yeah. or June, uh, we are doing a call out. If we want, uh, you know, if you're listening to this, and uh, we are still do have a couple of days to fill, um, and we'd love to speak with you, highlight your business, highlight you, and all uh, encompassing, all that you do. Yes, but also I'm going to reach out to Trax. I think Trax is his name online. It well, anyway, has two X's. Uh, I wrote it down so that I could remember. I know where to find him. <laughs> yeah, it's he, yeah. So we'll just have to. So I'm, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna try to get him and his partner on for a show. It would be fun. It Why be, not? Let's highlight yeah. things that happen in um in all the different places that we don't necessarily yeah. get invited into. Uh, I'm so interested. Yeah, bring understanding to something that people don't uh, get to talk about openly a lot let me tell you something just each and every one of you for the most part like i don't want about i listen don't be a creepy man just don't and you know what i mean by that but generally speaking i feel like every single one of my friends that says something like this to me i know this is too much information but and i have responded by saying no it's not it's never gonna be i want to know i want to hear it i want to know i had a i had listen uh, I will never ask questions that are inappropriate. I won't do it. It's rude. It's none of my fucking business. But also, one of my trans friends was like telling me about her different procedures that she was going to need. And this is probably too much information, but, and I was like, oh no, please tell me all of it. I want to know all of it. Because first of all, I'm never going to experience that. Like me, I've been female for 45 years. I'm going to be female for as long as I'm on this 
in this body. And as long as my soul resides in this body, that I'm going to be female. So I'm never going to experience that. Tell me fucking everything. Tell me all about it. I don't want small talk conversations. Yes, I am interested in what your favorite color is. No, I, it's not all I want to know. I want to know everything. If it's something I'm never going to experience, I want to learn about it. I want to read about it. I want to talk about it. I want to hear your experience about it. And if you don't want to tell me that, that's fine. I respect that. I'm never going to ask you. But man, if you have the desire to share, I have the desire to listen. <laughs> I'm exactly. Here. Exactly. I'm like, I got I'm questions here. now. <laughs> now when you tell me stuff, I feel like, can I ask questions? Because I got questions, you know? So yeah, it's never too much information, you guys. Tell me all of it, all of it. And I think I actually said that to them. I was like, tell me everything. When they told us that they were into puppy play and started showing me pictures, I was like, oh my God, please tell me everything. I mean, then, we, yeah, we opened it up. I mean, I, my, my intention was just complimenting him on his bag. Yeah, no, was, I was like, no, was shaped like a, a little stegosaurus. Bag. I mean, I noticed yeah. the other, I noticed the other things, but why I started talking, it was because he had a little stegosaurus bag. He had, and I was like, he had a little dog tag on and everything. Yeah, yes. Yes. Was, but I'm like, they were like, no worries. I don't care. But then, then, then when they said puppy, yes, it all came out and the, te- the and then we went to their Instagram and it would just, from there, we were like, okay, yeah, we're friends them. now. Yeah. So um, I will reach out to them. We're like, Hey, we want you guys to come on our show in June. Do you I have think a, I even was telling, day? I was telling one of, uh, one of my, one of my boys back at home about it. He's like, what is that? <laughs> let me show you. <laughs> and I was like, and I told well, I'm you, always like, like oh, let me show okay. you. I was I told so many people about them when I first got home. I, yeah, I need to know everything. Yeah. Okay. So, so I don't want to leave, I don't want to leave Stanford in the lobby too long. So let's get on to the next segment, which is uh, why, why is Canna Queen mad? And I got two. So I'm going to go through the first one really quick because I'm actually lining up a, a guest to get into depth about this. But my first anger is uh, there's been another it's, it's, it's every day. I'm sure. I just don't, I don't get alerts from other States, but there's been another recall this time in Oklahoma. This recall is huge. It's pages long, pages long. Uh, it does not say what facility that the product originated from. It does not say who the product belonged to when it all started. So there is no way to trace it back to any of the facilities. When you ask the OMMA about this, they say, contact your dispensary and they can tell you. But the people like, you know, on ours, I always, I always tell you, but like it's fresh. So, so fresh start LLC, whatever it's called. Right. I'll say, I'll say, cause it's listed and their license number is listed. The OMMA is not releasing that information. But it didn't they have a wasn't there an article where like there was an influx of out of state product that hit Oklahoma and they were like, okay, they're not tracked, so, not so, metric, so, not no, no systems. Yeah, yeah. Place. We've talked about this a little bit on previous shows, but that their 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 system is both amazing uh, for <laughs> for the person who wants to get in and be a part of the regulated cannabis industry, but also a shit show yo it's a fucking shit show getting products from uh like 
like underground out of state, like I don't illicit market out of state. Like what, where are you getting it from? If you're getting it from a dispensary out of state it's super illicit because they don't allow that. No state allows that except Oregon, but it's not a federally, you can't, there's no interstate commerce on it because of the federal anyways. Um, on the news, it was 140 products and the facility was shut down, but still have they released to the public who the facility was? Because that's super important because we need to know if it's a product that you purchase from your regulated like dispensary who's supposed, these regulations are in place for your safety, for health and safety purposes. And now we've skipped that step, right? Like now you're not, you're telling us there's a recall, but you're not telling us what batches to get rid of. Or what, right. uh, or, or what, what company, even or what facility it. I'm not supposed to be working to with. Say, like, what oh, is, like, as a consumer, them. what does it say on the thing? So, anyway, we're going to have a guest come on about that. And we're going to talk about what's going on in Oklahoma. 140 products. That's, in, it's, it's insane. It's insane. It's insane. It's worse than what we have going on here. That's dirty. <sighs> be careful, Oklahoma. Uh, yeah. She knows the name of the facility. Okay, good. So, that's good information. But, uh, maybe we can get a down, I'll download, uh, her TikTok video that she posted today, or we can download that. And then, uh, we'll share it on the day that she's a guest. We'll share it before she comes on. Um, so, uh, that would be, that would be an interesting little twist on what we do on this show. <sighs> okay. Is everybody sitting down? Is everybody buckled up? Cause y'all already know <laughs> I'm not going to skip over this today. I'm not going to skip over it today. I made notes because I don't want to miss a single one of my points today on this. I will not cry about this. Okay. I might start crying while you're talking, um, but I'm, I'm here. Everybody knows what happened in Texas, right? Uh. I think I read a report said 19 children and three adults, but those numbers uh, keep changing. So, so there's that. Um, this, listen, this is an ugly conversation we're about to have. Okay. Um, and it's, and it's graphic. I am so motherfucking tired of thoughts and prayers. This isn't a good time to talk about it. Don't politicize it. I I I am I am I am done with that. Listen, I have admitted on this show a number of times that I am a pro-gun progressive person, right? Yep. Well, I am pro-regulation. Y'all Texas is putting more laws on a woman's body than they are on guns. Ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous that they are willing to sacrifice the children that they fight so hard to, to make happen. They, they fight so hard for that child to be here. For their mother to make, to be the vessel she was born to be. They fight so fucking hard for that. To let those babies be murdered in a place 
that you require them to be. It is like this country requires us to show up in these indoctrinated spaces that don't even teach real history. It's all whitewashed. They require us to show up there, but they won't do anything to keep us safe there. I am so happy today that I am childless. I am so happy today that I don't have school-aged children. Yeah. I cannot imagine. And I, you you know, and I, yeah, I'm sad. It's hard for our friends that do. We have so many, all of our friends have children. We know so many children. We know we're of an age where like everybody. Yes. And I cannot imagine the sorrow and rage and, 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 anxiety that you feel having to send your children to these spaces that aren't kept safe and they and and they don't want to do anything about it i i made a comment that they put more regulation on women's bodies than they do on guns they force these women to have babies that they they just let i mean come i mean i just i don't understand i don't understand it's about control of course i understand but like we're sacrificing our babies We're, we're you guys Graphic, I'm sorry. Some of these children have not yet been identified and their cho- their parents are having to submit DNA to identify them. This is what happened. Why does this also child, adult child, right? We're saying, oh, you're old enough to go to war. You're not old enough to drink. Make up your fucking mind. 18 years old is a child. This also child this also child legally had a weapon made for war. I I don't know what to say. Is it mental health? We are not outliers on the scale of mental health. Uh, The U S is not, we don't, women have mental health issues. Also, this is not a, it's not happening there. Maybe, maybe we should study men. Maybe we should study men. Uh, this uh, particular young man, young 18 year old, young person, I don't even know how to refer to him. A monster, regardless of his age, monster, but was a Latino, okay? Doesn't fit into what we normally see. But this is a predominantly white male issue and it doesn't stop at adolescence. And I would like to know what's going on chromosomally, chemically for white men (laughs) or those who have white male genes Maybe we should study that if we're going to call it a mental health issue because they're the only ones that don't, they, I mean, liter- literally, how many women in history, one girl has shot up a school ever in history. Uh, as as uh, I could be wrong about that. Bring me, bring me articles if I'm wrong about that. But, but 
who killed a significant amount. She walked over to her school and shot up a bunch of people. This is, so what's the, what, what is it? What is it? What, what is it? I don't understand. Somebody make it make sense. I don't, I, I don't think, I think the articles that have made it make sense point directly to, you know, white cis men with, you know, X, Y, Z, like prescription medication, whatever. I don't, you know, there, but there are comparisons and discussion about, you know, but not enough. It's this all correlation. Isolated. It's all correlation. This isn't, right? yeah, There's this no. isn't isolated in incidents, y'all. This no. is, uh, you know, when you, unfortunately, I'm, every post I'm seeing is the list of the schools. <sighs> and it gets longer and longer because it's an incomplete list. And, <clears throat> you know, we were talking about, uh, you know, when we were younger in, in school, it was uh, tornado drills in, in uh, Oklahoma and, uh, you know, hurricane, uh, hurricane drills. In, and uh, also in, our know. parents and so on. So did we a little bit, too, especially I was a military kid. We did. Um, we did. We took the same position for a hurricane drill as we did for a bomb drill. Right. And, uh, you know, yes. Um Nah, that's no excuse either, though. No one's getting mental no. health help. I mean, I mean, we <laughs> could say that. I mean, just to be, I mean, I'm just going to spread your business, MJ, but MJ that's is not more. in therapy right that's now. it, Audrey. <laughs> MJ so. is not in therapy right now. Like, not everybody can afford therapy. That's no excuse. She's not out taking her problems out on on other people, like taking her, like, what is that? What is that? I feel like there's something there. There's something. Is there like a, is there like a chromosomal difference? Is there something that we're like genetically, what is happening there? I also feel like social. I mean, I think influence too, in terms of video games, social influence. I don't even want to hear about video games. I can't hear about it. I can't hear about video games because again, there are plenty of girls who fucking play video games. There are, there are millions of people who play video games that don't go and shoot up. Like they don't do that. That's just, it's just bullshit to me. It is. I and, feel know, like again, there's then it, it circles back around to accessibility. Why do you know accessibility to guns for war? You uh, know, yes. when we say that we're talking and they're like, we gotta protect ourselves from the government. Bitch, they got tanks and drones. Like literally, I can't with that. I can't, I can't. And why did you forget every fucking amendment after the second amendment? Like we like you don't you forgot all the all the rest of like, don't we have a right to live and go into spaces and 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 just live our lives without having to, like, can't we go to the movies or to a concert or to fucking school? They are required to be there. They are required to be there. And now I'm reading posts that say, instead of protecting our children, our children are taught to be a distraction if they're near the door, to throw things and be a distraction so other students can get away. So instead of protecting our students, we will just sacrifice them. But let's just be honest. We knew they didn't give a shit about the kids anyway when they let them go hungry, when they can't pay their school bill, right? Or, or you know, you they don't give a shit. When they know they go home to abuse, they don't give a shit, right? They, they don't fucking care about the children. They care about creating a workforce, continuing to create a workforce. If you survive, you survive and get to work 40 plus hours a week so that you can try to survive. Now it's 80 hours a week because nobody gets paid a livable wage. 
So like, that's it. That's it. That's it. Like, and then, and then today Beto O'Rourke uh, interrupted a press conference with governor Abbott and they started calling him all kinds of names. How dare you, you son of a bitch. How dare you politicize this? This is a time for mourning. This is, and people were like, let Beto talk, let him talk, let him say it. Let him say it. Cause we feel that way. Instead, they're just, they're just placating. They're just putting out their little speeches, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers to you, Governor Abbott, because I really hope they fucking kick your ass all the way to the curb. I really do. When it's time for you to be up for election. Is he up for election? Anyways, to segue into is he up for election? Let's, um, sorry for the heated conversation before we're bringing you on, because we absolutely want to focus on what you're doing. But um, let's let's bring in our guest who is in a campaign right now. So... Let me add you to the stream. Hello, Stanford. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yes, thanks for having me again, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, apologies for the heated discussions prior to bringing you on. Do you know off the top of your head, because I'm not so politically inclined, do you know if Governor Abbott is up for re-election in the near future? I believe he is. I believe Beto is running, going to be running against him. Okay, great. So that is that is good news. Uh, so yes, good. That's good news to hear. Um, uh, so so today he uh, Beto O'Rourke went into that uh, into that where they were having like a press conference for their thoughts and prayers gatherings. Um, there were citizens there that wanted to hear what Beto O'Rourke had to say. But instead, uh, we had a full panel that he was escorted out uh, by the sheriff's department. There's a full panel of people calling him a son of a bitch. And how dare you? You're such a sick bastard. Like, like literally, they were cussing him out. Um, and all he was saying is, hey, we need to protect our children. Can we talk about that? Um, this happens every time. And. Like, I'm not expecting you to come on here with an answer, but like, I, I like, I literally, the only thing I know to do about it is to, is to vote for different people who are going to do the right things towards their citizenship for their constituents. Yeah. I mean, I think it is a time, like as running for office like myself, right, you can get cynical. Sometimes you can get down and depressed, but I think when you do that, that's when you kind of quit democracy. So we can't, right. We have to. We have to believe that like people organized can still do like great things. And I think we had, you know, humans yeah. somehow built the pyramids, right? So I think if we can do that, we can solve this issue as well, despite how depressing and angry we are in the moment. Right, right. Um, I, I totally agree with you. It is really hard not to get down and out about it, uh, especially when you see. <sighs> anyway, um, you guys definitely uh keep these families in your thoughts send them all of your positive energy they're going to need it um for their upcoming battle and journey um yeah it's a it's a really sad sad day but i do want to move on and talk about our guests because you were so kind to come on with us so i, I definitely want to highlight you um you said you're running for office 
Uh, we're very excited about that. So tell us about that. Tell us what office, what, uh, what you're running for and, and what that looks like and, um, and yeah, et cetera, how we're, how we're going to affect change, all that Standard. stuff. We'll so I'm Stanford Frazier and I'm running for County Council at large in Prince George's County, Maryland. It's Can basically... I pause you for a second yeah, and say, me. what is, uh, what is, so what is the difference? What'd you say? What is the difference between at large and, oh. and district representative? And district like, representative. Yeah. So in a lot of places, maybe they'll take a community and they're like, all right, there are five districts that represent like certain neighborhoods in the community. And then at large would be you represent the whole community, All right? Okay. So there are nine districts and then two people that are at large, they represent the whole county. Nice. Okay. And I like it already. Yes. All right. And so we're basically, you call us like a suburb right outside of Washington, D.C. A lot of people that commute have federal government jobs. There's also a military base here. So some people work at the military base. And yeah, that's, so that's what I'm doing. <laughs> the primary is July 19th. So I'm just, you know, talking to voters, I guess, going on podcast. And, you know, just getting my message out there. And um, so uh, so you so you do have a primary before you can get on the on the ballot officially. Um, mm-hmm. so what is what is what are your takeaways if I vote for you? I'm not sure who your opponent is because I don't live in Maryland, but I'm sure you can fill us in. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm ready to bring some more accountability. Right. And transparency. I think one of the big ideas is. We've seen in other places, I think the best example is probably the Denver Star Program, in which they're enhancing public safety by introducing like public health first responders. So in my day job, I'm a public defender, if people remember that from last time. Yes. And I, for example, I always give the example of like a call for service could be someone like, hey, this is guy outside, like shirtless being weird. But when you show up, it's just a really enthusiastic jogger, right? Okay, go about your day. Or yeah. maybe it's someone actually having a mental health emergency or like overdosing. Right. You can send an EMT and like a social worker there and then save our police officers for actual, you know, the actual actual crimes. Exactly. Yes. Um, I love that. And so right now that's not necessarily a thing that's happening, but that's something that that you would like to implement for. Yeah. So basically, we have like so we're a county of like 920,000 people. So we have one mobile crisis van that kind of does that. But like it'll be like once the police get on the scene, they can call the van to come out. Ah, so they send the police first. That's ineffective as we've seen in, in past situations when they show up first. The thing is, is that you guys, I don't think just, just on this subject, I don't think we always say there's no bad cops and I'm like, okay, well then like report your peers and show that you're not, not a bad cop. But when I say that, I don't think that you're, I don't think that all cops are like-minded. I don't think all cops work in white supremacy in their brains, right? There are some of your colleagues do some, you know, right. And you should call them out, but also there are no bad cops, but cops, the, even the good cops are taught to respond to emergency situations as if there is a potential for danger that they always have to have their head on a swivel because somebody could always, they could always be a dangerous situation. So that's what they're trained for. So when they go into a situation and it even hints of a bad situation, they are trained to react a certain way. And that doesn't mean that, you know, that, I mean, that happens to, I, I, I say a majority of cops, right. Of police officers, excuse me for my slang. Or is it also that they're not taught, you know, like they're 
what are you know when they're going through academy they're taught certain situations but they're not taught necessarily mental health situations people not that, at all. you know to de-escalate uh, a situation i will say that we um, are i mean i went through military police training uh my uh the person who did the did the training was retired police uh in out in san antonio texas it was hot as balls there in the summer don't do it um, but, uh, so we were taught all the police tactics and everything. And, uh, because I'm who I am, I focused real hard on that de-escalation bit. Cause I don't want to, like, I don't want to fight you. I will, but I don't want to fight you. Um, but so I focused really hard on that and like concentrated on how I could accomplish that in my interactions with other people. Right. But generally speaking, we're taught that, um, when you go into a situation, say a domestic violence situation, right? We should be prepared for the victim to attack us. The victim to attack us because we're arresting the suspect, right? So in that situation, it would be helpful to send if, if because it's a violent situation, right? Uh, domestic violence is a violent situation. There is a criminal act going on there. Uh, it would be helpful to also have a social worker along with. So now that we have you in custody, we can focus on her and make sure that she's not acting out, uh, whatever the case may be, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of different things, but I'm glad that you're um, that this is so so on on the in in this position you will basically be able to affect laws uh for your community and, exactly i think okay. it's like the, like the congress but for the county right so there's a lot less of us okay and 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 you're close to the community so you can so so like there's there's people that you see every day and they're your neighbors and that's so yeah you're going to be uh even better than representing from dc to your yeah to your constituents. That's true. You You're the that. guy that they should be listening to, right? I hope so. <laughs> so, so like, so like, so like your, your, this, your representation that are sitting in, in uh, the Senate and in the house should actually be reaching out to, to you. Right. And saying, Hey, what does your community want? What are, what are, what is, how, how does your community feel about this particular situation or whatever? Right. Definitely. And like I local mean, politics, like you're closer to the ground. Right. So it's easier right. for the people to touch you so you can hear more from the people. So so in a in a perfect world, what would happen is uh, the people would be able to con be in contact with Stanford. Right. And be like, I don't like this or I love this. Keep doing this. And then and then uh, and then he would then have a conversation with the representatives of the entire state. And he would say, this is what my constituents want. And so then in an ideal democratic situation, the representation over the entire state listen to what the different districts and counties want. And then uh, they majority rules, basically. They go, okay. Um, in a majority of situations, I mean, we can see how political climates have changed about really heavy, um, really heavy topics. No, definitely. Like, I mean, yeah, it's interesting because there's like certain things that the county can change on their own, right? There's certain county laws, but then there's certain laws that are like state laws and then like federal right. laws. So, you right. know, it all works together. Yeah. So so we hope in in a real perfect world 
that uh well you're you're going to be able to affect change directly for your constituents but i i hope like on a, a large level that um also during election season uh the right candidates for state level um also are put into office so that they communicate well with those of you who are working directly with the community that's what we need we did like that's what that i mean and so and and so we kind of talk about this all the time, you guys, but make sure you vote in all of the elections. Yeah, I know you were talking earlier about a drag show, and I, my wife and I joke all the time that RuPaul's Drag Race, they end every episode with the vote, <laughs> vote.com yes. with the blues, vote, vote. I'm like, yes. please. I get it. I'll vote. Yeah, yeah. Find out when there are things to vote for, you know, like. Uh... Do you have mail-in ballots in Maryland? We do. So I think. So the primary is July 19th, but I think the mail-in ballots are going to go out first week of June. So. Okay. So, so yeah. So if you're a registered voter, you should be able to get a ballot by mail and see, you don't even have to leave the comfort of your couch. You just have to, you know, do a little research. I, I say this all the time. I'm guilty too, you guys. And I've been really working on it. I, I said the other day on the show that, you know, I sit down every morning and, and smoke my first blunt of the day. You know, I sit down, but I sit there and I'm like scrolling. And then the other day I was like, do something productive with this moment. And so I picked up like a magazine and I learned some stuff and there's some people we want to contact now, you know? And so, uh, so where was I going with this? Uh, the That when you get your ballot and you see these two names on the ballot, what I want you to do next is use that time that you're already using to scroll the internet to go learn more about those two candidates so that you can make an informed decision so that we don't get people in office who are sitting in jail for uh, accused of murdering their spouse like that. L- listen, I'm going to need you to put your political life on hold for just a minute handle that. If you're not guilty, come back and we'll talk to you about it. Right. But like you're in jail right now. How are you going to cater to your constituents? Well, definitely. I say, you know, if you get a mail, a mail-in ballot, it's kind of like a take-home test. You use open book, you can do some Googles, right? You have to learn a little bit more. And there are different reputable sources. You don't have to, you know, think that just any, because you're Googling anything that, you know, you're just going to get one opinion. Um, I think the last, although there is, although there is potential for that. So uh, So keep your eye out for that. Don't just choose the first one, you know, do some comparisons, but um, you Stanford, I'm looking at your website and there's a couple issues listed here that, you know, just in, is this uh, in regard to uh, self-serving redistricting and zoning amendments? Can you, you know, do you want to talk more on those two issues in particular, or is that something I'm, I'm just no, cheating on talk about website, it. So I want to, it's the smile. Like he was like, yes, we're going to talk about <laughs> it. Get into that. No, I mean, it's interesting because it's really niche to like my community, but I think it's like, has like, broader impacts for politics in general, right? So they call it text-based zoning amendments where they can just like change the zoning code, but they do it without like public input, without like public notice. So an example of this was, there was this neighborhood that was supposed to be like a town center. Like they were gonna build these townhomes, single family homes. And then they said, oh, we're gonna, we wanna bring like a grocery store anchor, maybe like some coffee shops, things of that nature. And they've been struggling to get like the grocery store of, this, of those components. So what actually happened was the county like tried to change the zoning code. Actually, Amazon came and bought property there was like trying to buy property there for a distribution center 
and then it can change the zoning code instead of being like mixed development housing and like that commercial stuff. It can be like mixed development housing and then industrial because like distribution centers are considered industrial, not yes, like you know they are. it's different than a coffee shop or a grocery store, right? It's a different they are far far different. But like the residents got really mad, they fought it back, right? But like that was an example of like they didn't really. It wasn't a hearing like, hey, this is the you know people that built the homes. We're your government. They're struggling, but like Amazon has an opportunity. Would you guys be like into that instead of a grocery store? It's more like, all right, we're going to try to change this code. I feel like it's Amazon putting groceries in there. Yeah, yeah, that's what the residents say. It's like, well, doesn't Amazon own Whole Foods? Why can't we get one of those? Yeah, like that wasn't part of the conversation because it really wasn't any public hearings or input beforehand, right? So, so so you can change. So you can help. Like you can create a situation or like put. I guess, uh, policy in that requires community input before those zoning laws change. You want to, yeah, you're, you're, uh, you're against these. Yeah. I'm against those practices. So there's a way to end these practices, like in actually putting in, uh, you know, measures to, you know, prevent this from happening, uh, without even so that no longer (laughs) it can be a secret. I'm, I was just reading my local paper and, um, they're going through a whole, zoning uh conversation in regard to housing um and then uh and then there's lawsuits go- it's it's insane uh, you know and um i'm like oh i probably should be paying attention to this because housing <laughs> here is a big you know conversation um for people that work and live here year round versus um second and third homeowners and not giving you know and then no one and then they work. airbnb their properties out and then there's no place for the locals to live and it oh, hikes yeah. up the cost of living in the area and the cost of housing in the area um atlanta so that's, that's local think, politics yeah exactly so that's that's stuff that your local um politicians would be like that's who you want to go to about that we were taught i think it was the last time you were on the show where i was uh mentioning that i think was it atlanta that just put um, uh, um, a limitation on on like so if you you can own as, as as many homes as you want, but only two of those can be used as an Airbnb, and you have to live in one of them. So so in other words, you would have to like it would either have to be your personal second space to live, or third space to live, whatever rich people. Um, or you would have to rent it out so that the people who live in the community have a place to live. I mean, and I, again, a community involvement saying like, we got to get a handle on this, especially like tourist uh, areas that like I'm in, or even just any destination. I feel like where that's what the whole point of having these second, third, fourth properties for some people Mm -hmm. are. Um, and uh, I said and rich people the like way, they don't make the a hell of profit, people, but also, but also, like you know, putting something in place to say we've we've got to protect our our locals, our community, right? Our, right. You know, keep keeping it within you know our flow. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, you get you got to look out for it. So I think that's a this, rules like that are great. And I'm and I'm glad to hear that, that I mean, the what we we're just talking about, about the zoning um, that uh, you're looking, you know, of course, you're looking out for why we would we would have people on if we had somebody on this was not looking out for their constituents, I would be spit firing questions a million. Um, uh, I do have a question, though. Is today your birthday? Today is my birthday. 
Happy uh, birthday. Happy birthday. How, how young you, are you? you? I'm 31. 31 years young. That's yep. beautiful. Um, and uh, you uh, have put on your Facebook page? Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. It's, on Facebook. Twitter. <laughs> it's on, on so, some social media platforms. It's on social okay. media platforms. So follow Stanford Frazier on social media um, to keep up with uh, his politics and also with these types of things. So what is the what have you posted for your birthday um, fundraiser? Challenge. Challenge. Birthday fundraiser challenge. I basically said in the next week, right, if we can raise $5,000 from individuals, I'm going to dye my hair blue, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I don't know if you guys keep up with Dragon Ball, you know, Super, right? They got this blue Super Saiyan now. So I I'm mean, like, I'm excited. Well, to me see, in a week. I'm excited to see your hair blue. I believe that you can do it. I think you set your bar low. So um, I think you could raise way more than that in a week. Um, this is the thing. Uh, the I, I want to talk about it because I definitely want to get everybody excited to check out your page and see if he turns his hair blue next week. But also, can we talk about... Um, uh, do, do you take uh, large, large donor uh, funds or do you collect a majority of your money from small donors? Um, a majority of my money does come from small donors. I guess I accept, I mean, the maximum 6,000 if you want to give that. Yeah. Hey, you're blessed. Go for it. I haven't gotten any money from like developers or anything of, of, of that nature. Right. But I have a nice blue page and, you know, you're welcome to, I guess, turn my hair blue. Absolutely. Um, the reason I'm asking that question is because um, I want to talk a little bit about the importance of or like the difference between um, candidates like yourself who who raise donations from their constituents and from people who are supporting the message that um, that you have versus um, those who take big money, uh, large like corporation type uh, donors. Um, what, who are you going to serve is what I'm asking. Yeah. yeah. I think the German pro proverb is who, he who pays the piper picks the tune. Right. Yes. And I mean, but you know, so that the people, you know, pick the tune that I'm going to be listening to the people. Right. I think that plays a role. And I also think it means when I'm campaigning, I'm talking to people <laughs> instead yeah. of talking to, I guess the, the more wealthier individuals or the more wealthier corporations or entities. Right. Right. Um, they're not the same, you know, I mean, for me, I don't, I, I guess I don't see like if you're having those conversations, but but the biggest problem is, is that when 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 the candidates take the money, then there there's almost I, I'm not speaking for how you feel. OK, but there's almost a feeling of obligation that you owe them something back. Right. Uh, and 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 an expectation, I think, from a lot of corporations that I gave you this money. Now I expect something in return. Right. And when you're not taking that money, then there's no expectation to give them something in return. Um, they're not, you know, I mean, they're already going to support your, maybe your, um, your competition, but also then that, like, what is, what does that say that they stand for? Right. No, no, I definitely agree. And, you know, campaigns are expensive. I'm, I'm learning that myself, right? Between yard tell, tell us about that. I've never campaigned or anything. Tell us why campaigns are expensive. Why do we need to do, why do we need to raise donations? Or in, in the instance of people taking corporate donor money, why would we need to do that? Yeah, I, th I think like you think, oh, I mean, 
for example, I go to the thousand yard signs. How much do you think that would cost? Uh, I, well, <laughs> we buy signs and stuff. That's true. So you yeah, know. yeah. Yeah. So that can get quite pricey. So that's, you know, 4,000 plus dollars. Right. For example, I'm doing a postcard mailer. Plus we the just design did. plus yeah, yeah. posting. Well, you know, I'm a man of many talents. So I said, okay, we're going to crack some knuckles. I, can, yes. I got Canva, you know. I, I love got, it. I us too. Us too. We can, we're going you know, to, I'm going to sit down, have some tea, watch Survivor, and we're going to design myself to save a bit of cash. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. But exactly. that's all that's time for my day. Right. I think something you guys, especially around this political season, you make you might get stuff in the mail. We've mm -hmm. been, you know, talking to different vendors. I think for like we're looking at like twenty thousand people. I had one vendor say maybe it costs like seven thousand, eight thousand, nine thousand dollars to send, you know, postcards to that many people. So that stuff really adds up. Exactly. And who does it hit? You know, like I'm like, oh, I mean, I'll probably pay attention more now. But I, after the fifth one, I'm like, how much you pay in here? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, and and uh, yeah, how many people does it not get to? Right. But also, if you don't send them out, then they don't know who you are. They've never right. seen your face. Uh, they may not watch like commercials. How do you do any television commercials or do you just keep it straight uh, on the on Twitter and and social, uh, social media? Now. So I don't want to get too much into my strategy. No, I can't. So <laughs> I definitely I'd like social media ads. Right. The great thing about Facebook is you get Instagram as well, even though Instagram's a mess these days. <laughs> yes, it is a whole mess. And then we've looked at like YouTube ads and then possibly like the radio, but not television. Television is super. It's gets, it's, it's out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's out. I said that like an old person. Um, well, I mean, I feel like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez got uh, elected uh, based on, you know, being pound in the street. She was just like holes in her shoes. Right. Uh, those those types of mailers. But then a lot of social media stuff like people just knew, like getting in touch. Uh, MJ was commenting on like, oh, he posts a lot on Twitter. And I was like, he has, he has to, he has to, but I also don't understand Twitter. I feel like it's like, um, texting out loud and about just mundane, weird shit uh, for a majority of the people, mundane, weird shit. And then hoping that somebody likes it. No, definitely. My campaign team is like Stanford. Less takes about the NBA and real housewives. You got to stick to the campaign. I'm like, Oh my bad. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. But then people want to be engaged. You know, that that's what engages them. Like I, I found out it was your birthday person. and I realized right. some other things and, you know, and, and simply by Googling your name, you know, and so you get into uh, being that name that someone's talking about, you know, you talk to somebody, you know, and you strike a chord with them. And so then they're going to talk to somebody else about you and, you know, and then they're going to, you know, the people that are social media driven. And mm -hmm. so, um, and that's what we're working Well, that's how here. we find out about a lot of people too. Yeah. Now, now you were sent to us, uh, uh, yeah. by, by, uh, who sent, who sent you? Uh, it was, uh, Lu it wasn't Luan. Lu Luan. Yeah. yeah, it was Luan Stribling. Right. Um, mm -hmm. she was like, uh, check, check him out. And we were like, absolutely. When we, we just looked at your stuff, we were like, absolutely. Um, but, uh, a lot of, the things that we learn from other states uh, politically is just, it is social media. Uh, who was it? You're going to know better than me. Who was it that uh, did the ad smoke in the blunt? Oh, Joel. Gary Chambers. Gary Chambers. I would die to talk to him. Yeah. I would die to talk to him. As a matter of fact, we've been shooting our shot all day. I'm <laughs> 
I'm putting him on the list. I would die to talk to him. That was such a solid fucking move. That was such a solid stance. He was like, this is bullshit. People should not be in jail for this. I was just like, mind blown, sir. Thank you very much. Um, on the subject of cannabis, how uh, do your constituents uh, in, in your area feel about cannabis? Is it something that you think you guys are going to um, have an adult use market? Uh, what, what do you think? What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a good question. So, you know, last time I talked that it's going to be on the ballot in November, right, for the that's general right. election. I did some research. I think it's polling from March of this year. So I guess that's two months ago that I think it was well, the 62 or 64 percent of Marylanders are like pro. So, yes. you know, we're knocking on all the woods. We're crossing all the fingers. But that's that's hopeful that then it will pass. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I think the is- one issue is because it's going to be voter passed. And then like next year, the legislature is going to like actually like get all the rules down. Yeah. I think the basic rules are going to be up to one point five ounces, like completely legal between one point five and two point five ounces. It's going to be like a, a fine up to two hundred and fifty dollars, and then above two point five ounces, that's when they're going to. That's what that's going to be classified as your like intent, like possession with intent to distribute. Basically, yeah. saying that's like so much that oh, you're not using that for personal use; you're using that to like sell. But that's Darn. those are the basic rules. <laughs> that's really the only Darn. rule. That guy, that, that guy could afford a license. On that note, um, real yeah. quick. <laughs> Happy four twenty West Coast. Just happened to time that conversation uh, right on the minute. Uh, this is this is progress. I will say that this is progress. Uh, but also, uh, the fines are going to be on poor people for the majority of that. Yeah, definitely. And. Uh, and uh possession with intent to distribute i just can't afford a license bro yeah i I know some people in the medical industry right we have one dispensary out here that does a lot of community events right called mary and maine they're known like capitol heights maryland but yeah talking up you know talk to the owner of that and like there's so many taxes and then basically because they look at like all right we're going to legalize it we're going to use it to fund social services which is good but yes. that means like, there's so many taxes and it's like really hard to enter the industry because you need more, you need, I think like the, any small business, you need what they call upfront costs. I think, you know, yep. private call costs that no scared money don't make money, but you need a lot of, you need a lot of money. Thank you for saying that. I need you to say that. Say it again. Say it one more time. Scared money don't make money, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, so the, I just, um, I look forward to to you getting elect I winning this primary. I look forward to you also getting elected because I think that you will be very good for your community. You probably already are doing great things. We could get into that if you want to. Um but also I look forward to and if you ever want to chat about this, I will be happy to. I'm not in Maryland, but I could be in Maryland. Um I look forward to you also uh, winning other elections in your very relative near future, because I would like to see you also have a say in the state's uh, cannabis regulation. No, no, definitely, yeah. Because it can be better for the people. The reason, listen, the reason that guy has more on his person, her person um, then, then this person does is because they actually, they grew that, that they grew that and they're selling it 
yes, you're right, because I can't afford a license to do it the way your way because taxes and all that. Right. And so those are things that we always look to like bring awareness to because we we want to see cannabis back to being of the community. Yeah, it's a business. I want you to win and make money too, but also not at the expense of, you know, price gouging your community. No, right? no, definitely. I mean, like, you know, there's a difference between your, well, we don't have bodegas, but your local corner store and like Walmart. But you should. Maybe. They just opened one in Denver, I think. It's called the Bodega, but it's okay. all fancy and stuff. It's mm. all fancy, but it's like built on that concept. I'm I'm wanting to get out there and check it out, but I think there should be bodegas in every city yeah, across yeah. America. I lived in like New York City for one summer, and I remember I went to the bodega. Like, oh, do you guys have uh, oat milk? <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, were yeah, like, was, "Excuse me, sir, we have cows here." <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a funny moment. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So, um, what else did I want to ask you about? There was something that was in my head moments ago, and mm-hmm. I wanted to. Um, hmm. where did it go? Oh, 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 it was on the cannabis. I know, I know what it was. It was on the cannabis. Um, and, um, I, I, I guess I made an assumption with that last statement that you can't, that, that you won't be, um, uh, informing change on the, on this particular subject, but for, for your, you know, direct community, do you guys, do your districts make decisions on how to handle, the legislation as it comes down, like by the district? I don't think so. I think the things that the county is going to have to decide is part of the zoning code is like we zone where certain business can can go, right? Yeah, can you go there? Yeah, right. Or is it going to be a moratorium on it or things like that? But you can't change like the the big things of it, right? So, right. We're not going to have an impact on the bigger things, but like where it's going to be and yeah. And then we're going to have to change policing routes because those businesses have to be cash intensive because of federal rules. Right. And that means they have to have security because they're maybe all the time. Target, they will, right? they're let me target. tell you this. You already know because there's medical facilities being targeted. But once those adult use facilities open up, it's going to it the people. Yeah. People get weird right in the beginning, too. It's just like crazy. You'll see all kinds of crime surrounding. And then once they realize which they should with the medical market being what it is, but not everybody's allowed in there, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's allowed. If you're 21 and up, everybody's allowed in adult use. So then you start figuring out that there's cameras everywhere. We watching you all. There's always a thumb right here on top of you, as long as you're in this facility. Right. But until they get that, until they get it, it, it'll be a little free for all. <laughs> it gets weird. Yeah. yeah, everyone. Yeah, it's like a fever. It's, yeah, it's like I gotta have it. Like you can't get to it. It's locked up, man. <laughs> it's it's yeah. behind big safe. You can't like break in if you want when we gone, but ain't gonna be nothing here for you. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Well, um. When when is your primary again? July nineteenth. July nineteenth. I'm gonna download this episode for you. And make sure that you get it in your inbox so you can use whatever parts of it that you need to. Um, I don't know how to clip things down, but I'm sure you got people that can do that. Um, So, but you're free to use uh, any of this if you feel like it's useful. If you don't, we will not be offended. Um, We are just happy that you came onto our little podcast uh, to talk to us today. We really 
I'm Super very thankful to be here. This is a great, I like every, I think, millennial male, I'm always like, oh, I should start a podcast. So I always love being a guest on one, right? It, yeah. It's the itch. Without, without all well, that yeah. You know what? Well, okay, you, that's a great way to handle that itch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Because this is exhausting. Don't do it. I did it once. I like downloaded Audacity. I like recorded like two podcast episodes. I was in like the editing of, on Audacity. And I was like, wait a minute. We don't edit. Oh my We're unprofessional. We don't edit nothing. We're very unprofessional. We generally have, and not on something, uh, we generally have some kind of technical difficulty, which we haven't really had so much today. And um, I've navigated it with my boy. Yeah, that was that was our. I think we figured that out for right now. Um, but it's always so. Like we went on a radio show um, on in April, and they had technical difficulties while we were there, and we were like, like, we never have these. I'm like, that's our fault. <laughs> we'll take the blame that. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, but if, you know, if you want to come back and announce something or tell, uh, show us your blue hair uh or whatever just let us know and we'll and we'll pull you in for a few minutes just to chit chat and uh talk about what's next or what what do you need for the next campaign and then again we'll always send you uh, a clip of the show or the a copy of the show and you're free to use that um however you see fit like you know yeah i might come back for blue here i might come back in november after maryland passes right yes the, absolutely. the referendum and you come back and- after you win <laughs> and tell us that you won. Um, and uh, yeah, no, we, it's always a pleasure to have you on. You're, you're amazing. Yeah. Also, we found out uh, the reason there, you know why the poster was red today, right? Why? Cause it's Harvard red or whatever the oh, red. Oh, crimson. Yes. 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 Uh, the crimson. I was, like, I was like, I was like, uh, we did that for you. <laughs> Thank you. So, Warms the yeah. heart. Uh, Harvard educated uh, Stanford Frazier. He is a district attorney in uh, Maryland. He, uh, I always forget the name of, of the seat that you're running for. Please tell me again. County Council in Prince George's County. Okay. County Council. And um, he definitely cares about uh, what his constituents think. So um, if you are in his district and you want to do do you have to be in the district to donate or in the state to donate we can oh, donate any, yeah you guys can donate if you want the hair y'all want to donate we want the hair to be blue so so let's do let's get it, on that do donation do train um we'll throw we'll throw a little bit towards that i'll go i'll go check it out and um and because we want to see that hair blue and uh if you guys are listening right now go uh check out stanford's uh social media pages where you can find that challenge uh, he is trying to raise uh, money through constituent donations as opposed to big donor money. Um, and it is, it's expensive to run a campaign. So help him out any way you can. He's doing what's right for the people. And those are the, and those are the ones that we want in, in office and on all levels. And don't forget everybody who's listening, make sure you vote in all of the elections that you have an opportunity to vote in. Because first of all, your low, your low level, um, like county, city, state elections, those 
those individuals, they're, they're go- the county and city individuals, those people that are directly in your community, they hear you because they are a part of that community. Um, when we get into the higher offices, they tend to spend a lot of time in D.C. So, you know, those offices, yes, are important. We can see Mitch McConnell needs to go. OK, we can see that these things are important, but some of the most important um uh, elections you can vote in are your um, your local elections that will directly influence what happens in your uh, area in your bubble, if you will. And also the pre- the president the president is a mouthpiece for the most part. There's there's not a whole lot he can do without uh, you know getting getting permission from others. So just remember that. I mean, it's imp- he's important. Don't get me wrong. He's important. Okay. But I almost would say that your local elections would be more important to the value of your life directly, directly to you. Right. Um, And there's no filibuster for your local, (laughs) for your local legislators. There's that. Um, And then one last thing on voting, because I think it's just so important. I hear so many people say, I don't vote, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then, and then I'll be honest with you. I'm judging you. Okay. A little bit, I'm judging you, especially if you are not a white cis man. If you are not a white cis man, somebody fought for your right to vote, to go and have your voice heard. And, you know, I know a lot of people say, well, my vote doesn't count. It absolutely does count. One snowflake by itself, you're maybe, you know, it'll melt in the sun, but a blizzard will not. And so all of our votes count for something. And as heartbreaking as it is to me that sometimes democracy does not work. Sometimes a lot of times lately our um, representation that, that were voted into office, don't listen to what the constituents want and what they're asking for. Right. As heartbreaking as that is, as much as some people think, Oh, well, they'll just do what they want. Okay. Say somebody does legitimately steal the election. That has not happened. Okay. That is not, well, I will say it may have happened, but it has not happened in, uh, in the Joe Biden era. I'll say that. I think that it happened way before, way before. Uh, but at some point, and it kind of changed the course of our history a little bit. We can get into that some other day, but I, but my point is, even if they do, legitimate record of these things there is a legitimate record of these things assuming that they're not that can go back but this is what this per you know whatever it's like a record i think that's important i think well you guys know we think it's important to share history to make sure all that stuff because we don't want to repeat it that's the problem with some of these schools not teaching accurate history it's being whitewashed but i there's an accurate record listen i went to college we went to college right we went to college when i got to college the shit i learned about history in high school bored the fuck out of me in in high school so fucking bored in high school with history i got to college and i had this history professor i've talked about him before his name is david neff 
as history professor that sparked my interest so hard in actual history and this man was like this is what really happened this and then and then he would like encourage like social justice and and he would encourage like civic duty and he would encourage us to read things that were outside of our book like it was he was just like an amazing person so uh, I know not everybody can go to college, but there are books out there. There are scholars out there who have written things with accuracy. There's accurate history out there. It's not available in, in your local public schools. And some of your private schools are also keeping it out. But it is available in your higher education spaces and in libraries. Libraries. So visit your local library. Don't let them die. Did you know to- in Colorado, if you have a library card, you can check out a national park pass and go to national parks. Cause you know, there's a fee to go into. What? Yes. Nice. That was an article cool. that you, I, I couldn't share. You're like not available. I was like, dang it. Um, <laughs> yes. What? So check it I out in your no idea in your state uh, if that's an option. But I know in Colorado, uh, it's been said that yes, if you have a Colorado uh, library card, then you can go check out a national park pass. Nice. I was going to say here in Maryland, you can do like audiobooks, but national parks are even better. That's amazing too, though. I love that you can check out an audiobook because again, mm-hmm. our lower or like our our indoctrination of education that is meant to, in my opinion, I have opinions. We know in my opinion, just to churn out a workforce, right? Uh, some of us make it out alive. Uh, like, yeah, you're not going to, you're not going to get what you need from those institutions. And sometimes that includes reading and writing skills. And so audiobooks are a great way to, uh, you know, advance your education, even if your reading and writing skills aren't that great. No judgment. This America. So any uh, last, any last statements before we let you go? We're going to hang out for, for just a minute after we let Stanford go, but um, any last, any, anything that you want us to check out or be mindful of, we want you to have blue hair. So everybody go Check out that challenge on his social media. Yes, check out social media, Stanford for MD, and you'll find. And I think my Act Blue is going to be in the show notes, or at least some of my social media links are going to be in the show notes. Yes. Yeah, so no, nothing more. I got to get ready to, you know, the season finale, Survivor comes on, 8, 8 p.m. Eastern, right? I got to, you know, I'm ready. I'm excited for this. I didn't watch the Survivor. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a newer fan. So I started literally, so like, you know, pandemic, things are closing, you're working from home more. And I had a friend of a friend who had an Excel sheet ranking all the seasons with like details this season is this season this season does this oh this is one of the better seasons so wow. I, I just went through i just like went through like their like ranked seasons like after like the first two i was like i'm hooked <laughs> nice i used to watch survivor when it first first came out i used yeah. to watch it yeah, uh i don't know when did it first come out do you know i think maybe like 2002 or 2000 i think it's been 20 years Jesus Lord. Because it's now growing season 42. No, I was watching. I even looked. There's one season. I think it came out in 2006. This is problematic light, you know, barring from Jesus and Miro. They had a race war season where there were four tribes, an Asian tribe, Latino tribe, black tribe, and like white tribe. I Listen, I and know I said, that those sound said, like. Wow. I know that. The mid <laughs> here's the thing here's the thing that I always say when stuff like that happens. I said it about this whole Walmart debacle. We'll get into it in a minute, ladies and gentlemen. 
Um, but I said about the whole Walmart debacle, there was not there like in the room of people who were making this decision, all of those people were white people. Like there was, there was all white people in that room to make this decision right here. And that's what I think about that episode. I know that like in, in psychology, we want to know those, like we want to, we want to look at like things like that. But as a social experiment with real people, that is ethically a big no. That's a big fucking no. And we learned that in the stamp in the um San, the prison project, the Stanford prison oh, yeah. experiment. Yeah. We learned how big of a no-no such social experiments like that are. Um, but nobody was paying attention. So we just repeat it in different forms. There was there was another show that did this too, but I'm not going to keep you from Survivor. I'm going to let you go, and everybody everybody in the comments, hang out. We're going to hang out for a few more minutes. Thank you for coming on. We are rooting for you, and I definitely want to see your hair blue. So uh, I will go check that link out, and we'll share all of those links on our social pages as well. Um, Appreciate we it. Can't, we can't wait to see that blue hair. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And maybe you can even pick out a shade of blue for me, right? Um, that would be beautiful. Here's the thing is uh whatever i think you're lowballing yourself mm. i think that you're going to make a lot more than you think in a week okay. so um so let us so let us so let us know how that goes if you don't have to tell us what the amount was but you say high or low right um and and uh yeah we look forward to to seeing uh, maybe you could maybe you could dye your hair on on the air <laughs> Wow. So <laughs> that's a problem. I'm getting older, but it's like, oh, if I dye my hair at my house, is it going to like all fall out? So I could like watch YouTube tutorials. I personally, <laughs> I personally would not do that by myself. As you can see. <laughs> no, no you need to employ someone's help. <laughs> I would do that. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> there are some great options for a vibrant color out there that might not even have uh a uh, bleach as a as a full necessity okay. so so check that out so yeah but yeah we can't wait and um hire a professional <laughs> all right y'all have a good evening good all right enjoy Thanks, survivor Amber. thank you so much okay he was great um he's so interesting i didn't want to leave without doing our um our you know uh, sponsors and I just want to hang out with you guys for, for a few minutes longer just because we love you guys uh, and I didn't want to leave you guys with a sour taste in your mouth either with the beginning of the show um, so let's try to do a little feel good blah 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 and uh, let's start with our sponsors so you guys sponsors. know I love I love King Palms. So uh, if you love King Palms like I love King Palms, you can pick some up for 15% off using code KPTCCP May 15. Um, that code is going to be good like for a, a minute. Um, so yeah, definitely check it out. 15% off. It's an amazing actual, I mean, when you use, it's amazing discount. I love, I, I love it. It is. Well, I, it is a nice discount. It's even, mm-hmm. um, I order the 180s. I don't do it. Um, my husband orders the 180s for me, and then he uses my discount to, to get the 180s. So, so we so we buy them, get a discount, and then I get paid for getting the discount. 
That's the way you work it. That is how we have multiple streams of income. <laughs> and if you're asking, what is a king poem? A king poem it is an alternative to a blunt. It is a poem wrap um, that is so conveniently circular and has a nice little filter. They have um, little flavored ones, too. So they've got little flavor balls, uh, which are nice towards the end of your blunt. Yep. Uh, you can pop the flavor and... Uh, and the banana is really good. The Irish cream is probably my favorite. And also, I recommend, unless you have just bad flour, like your flour is not amazing, um, I would recommend holding on to that flavor until like middle to end. Yeah, the... that's what I was saying. Yeah, towards the end. Like towards the end when you're done. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Just a little, little thing. Cause yeah, I'm not a big, you know, we're said flavor, like it on the light side, but it's fine. like it on the light side. It's true. Oh, I want it to be oh natural. And they've, if got you guys, ones, they've got little mini ones. Oh, the little rollies. And then they got bigger so there's, ones. There's like rollies and then there's minis, which is what I smoke. There's slims, which I feel like you guys remember the ladies smoking the Virginia slims. <laughs> I can't with that. I'm not going to do it. Um, so those are a little long um, for the start of my day. And yeah. so, no. yeah, but they got Kings too. They got all, they got different sizes. Um, if you guys are not already following us on our different platforms, solo.to slash cannabis closet 420. Uh, we are putting a call out for guests. So even if you think that you couldn't be a guest on the cannabis closet podcast, reach out to us anyway, tell us something interesting about yourself or, um, you know, just give us a little chat. Maybe there's something that you would say in that chat that we would be like, you know what? We would love to have you on to talk about that. Like, for example, Kelly in the, in the comments, we would like to, uh, potentially schedule her for a Wednesday show to just kind of sit back and bullshit chit chat with a blunt and talk about tornadoes. And so tornadoes chasing tornado chasing you know what'd be really cool is if we could get like a meteorologist to come on with you to explain the science of tornadoes to us and then you could explain as a person who lives with tornadoes what it's like and if you see one like if you've been like what your involvement is all that stuff that would be a really cool show i think um so things like that you know it does like we're expanding uh our topics of conversation especially for our wednesday shows um, we literally just want you to come on and maybe banter with us about something that's going on in the news or in your community or like with these recalls that are happening, you know, things like that are the things that we talk about. You already know what we talk about because you come here every Monday and Wednesday to see us. So, so share, yeah. share, so share, and talk with us. Um, talk with us. that's why we share our email address every week. Cause we want to hear from you. We do. Um, and we want to grow. We're grow. We want to grow our numbers. Uh, we want to reach out to more people in the communities. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like we're, we, what we say is important. Um, who we talk to is, uh, you know, important and, uh, you know, the influence and, um, just spreading that energy. So I would hope that y'all would share us, um, and talk about Please. us just like, and love us like you do. So <laughs> and we appreciate um, you. Yeah. Uh, we are also sponsored, of course, by Queen Kitty Seltzer. Queen Kitty Seltzer. Pop this kitty. Put it in your mouth. 
Um, I'm not going to not, I'm not going to ever stop saying that. I'm like, literally, <laughs> that's it. Pop this Ooh. kitty, put it in your mouth. Uh, get yeah, you some gum. get you some bubble gum. We got bubble gum. We got lemon kiss and we have a uh, plain variety. We are renaming that plain variety in the next uh, round. It's going to be called nearly naked. Oh, I got that label. You do? Well, yes, it's, our, it's the proto. These are the prototypes of the new labels that are coming soon to a queen kitty near you. If you're making a little mixed drink with it, we call those kitty tails. Hashtag kitty tail. If you, uh, we are, we are still, yes, I'm working on distribution, uh, retail distribution. Uh, but as soon as we get retail at distribution, you will be able to get your own. We would love to see, uh, your different concoctions and things of that nature with your queen kitty. Um, so as soon as we get that online, we'll put some calls out for that too. Do you want to um, highlight um, the people that are currently selling Queen Kitty near you? Yeah. So if you are hearing my voice and you live in the Durango area, who is carrying this drink? Uh, let's start at the end. Taco Libre is carrying this drink. Uh, so Taco Libre has uh, all three flavors, I believe. Um, we have Lively Decon, which uh, has, I want to say, all three flavors as well. Uh, Cloud Nine Head Shop is carrying them as well. Uh, the Roost Himalayan Kitchen back down there at the end. Uh, Starlight Lounge. Also, uh, Aesthetics and Wellness is carrying them for any of you lovely ladies and gentlemen that go see uh, Sarah and her crew over there awesome. are carrying them. Uh, down in Telluride, the Eurocart in Telluride is carrying Queen Kitty seltzers. So check them out and get you a Euro and a Queen Kitty uh, and put it in your mouth. Yep. <laughs> and uh, the Smoke and Bra in Frisco uh, is also carrying Queen Kitty. Um, and hopefully some of my local vendors are going to, you know, the town's about to wake up. And so I got to hit the pavement. got to hit the pavement and... Uh, and we're coming to Denver soon. Coming to a Denver location near you too. Absolutely. And we'll be online. We'll be online soon. We're we're getting things worked out, y'all. We're ready. We're ready to grow. We've. Uh, oh, yeah. I got a business mentor. <laughs> That's what I did. I went. I I had to. I was so kerfuffled. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do with myself. Um. So okay. Hey, before we uh before we leave. Do you guys want to do a quick game of Would You Rather? Oh, yeah. Because I didn't want to. I didn't. I didn't want to leave this show. I mean, this show was great. Stanford well, was. We, great. You know, we we've always talked about that, or when we uh, first talked about it. Not always. When we first talked about it, we did talk about. You know, we're going to talk about heavy things. You know, we're we going to have those uh, harder conversations, and that was the whole point of the closet: is bringing to light, you know, things that people don't want to talk about, people that want to shove it back or push it back or not discuss. And uh, but so we also talked about the good things that come out of the closet. Like our, you know, beautiful flowers if we're home growing and, uh, you know, and, uh, and my fashion, you know, fashion, you know, <laughs> hey, you know, to see the light side of things. So I, I think we, we want to balance that always. Oh, that one's too easy. Okay, hold on. 
I'm trying to find some good ones in here. <laughs> I know, right? Is it? <laughs> what else? Okay. Okay. I got, I got three. I pulled three. Okay. All right. I might have to get a, I hope they have, I'm going to have to find a second round of something like this. Find a, maybe something else or, or we have to come up with our own, which is feasible, but okay. Mine, mine would be like, like based on crime documentaries. So anyways, all right, we're going to start. Uh, we're going to, we're going to, uh, we'll just start where we start. Would you rather, this one's like a, a simple one. It's actually, mm, would you rather get a, a shoulder massage or a foot massage? Shoulders. <laughs> don't yeah, don't touch my fucking feet. Don't touch my feet. Kick you in Who face. likes their feet touched? Do y'all like your feet touched? Somebody today asked me for feet pics and I was like, you don't really want pictures of my feet. But if you insist, put some money in my cash app. I will send you a picture of my ugly feet. They're not that ugly. They're not that ugly. They're just not beautiful. But I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know what constitutes. I mean, well, yeah, I don't know. Just shoulders. <laughs> shoulders. I'm, I'm ticklish. And so that's more my thing is like, if you, if you touch my feet, I'll have a knee jerk reaction. And I've hurt myself jerking my feet away from people that want to tickle me. I have kicked people in the face because they've tickled me. And so it's just not a great idea. I mean, even though when I get pedicures, I have to be, I'm like super sensitive. Like I'm saying, I was getting ready to say that first. I was going to say, uh, I've kicked somebody in the balls for tickling me. It's complete accident. Accidents happen. But, uh, you were tickling me and it's not my fault how my feet react. But for that first, I want to say that, but also, uh, I can't, I go get pedicures because I have to, because I get also ingrowns. I know, I know I'm probably telling y'all too much, but if you like me, you just sitting back and listening right now. Um, so, so I have to get them. I have to get them. Uh, hey, you want to, Hey, you want to collaborate with me and I will get the requests. Uh, I'll just, I'll go on, I'll go on lives. Right. And then people will be like, you know, so you don't have to do like no videos or nothing. You just send me pictures of your feet and then we'll get paid. We'll split it. We'll split it. We'll split it. Uh, yeah, I told, so I told it, I was like, no, nah. he was like, I don't get, I don't get the first one for free. And I was like, I don't do shit for free, buddy. I don't do shit for free. No, ain't nothing free in this world. If it's free, you better start asking questions. Uh, she says sure because Kelly will will she will she will um she will yeah she'll go she'll go up and down the mountain for us. I love Kelly. I can't wait to see you again. <coughs> um we have met in person. She's amazing. She's an amazing human being. Okay, this one's uh ha. But I feel like I feel like I know the answer to this. Okay. Would you rather? This one's a gross one. <laughs> Sorry, warning, warning. <laughs> Would you rather pull a tooth with a pair of pliers or brand yourself with a cattle prod? 
You got to remember your reactions to things too. I think I would brand myself a cattle prod. I think that too. But then when you think about how your body reacts to pain and how you would probably like stiffen up uh, the second your skin, so it would be hard to pull it off right away. And then how long does that burn last after the fact? Well, then on the flip side of pulling your own tooth out with pliers, it's not like your tooth is loose. And so... Have you ever tried to pull a thing out of the wall that won't come out of the wall? And then have you tried again and again until you got it out and, it, and then you got a root to deal with? Like, I mean, I would definitely do the cattle prod all day. I'm just being a devil's advocate about it. I was just thinking when you hit yourself with a cattle prod. You oh, will, no, it's going to be like will, when I like, burn myself with fire. I'm like, fuck that. But a cattle prod is different because it's like a big heavy piece of metal i feel like with that much pain in and pain receptors having to react all at once i feel like your body would maybe stiffen up a little bit you know what i'm saying before you could pull off and then you just have to consider like like the after the afterburn because i feel like the afterburn like even though if if you got to do it yourself pulling the two with pliers is going to be difficult but i feel like I mean, it would be pain. It would be painful either way. That still would take weeks. It would probably be weeks of yeah, pain. Yeah, you're, you're, you, you it's a big to, fear of mine you too. Have you to guys get knocked out for your gums. You guys, I was just getting ready to say that. I was just getting ready to say that. I was, and then I was, I was absolutely the most miserable person for like over a week because I, it felt like I had burned the roof of my mouth for like a week and a half. And I, yeah, no, I can't handle it, but also don't want to get, I mean, obviously nobody does, but you know, some people do this to, some people do brand themselves on purpose. Yeah. It's a thing instead of, you know, that like tattooing, um, people use it as a form of body art for themselves. Right. Um, So some of it's traditional too. Some people, Mm -hmm. some cultures uh, do traditional branding. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. for cultural, anyways, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Don't listen to me. No, there are. I mean, yes, there are groups of people that do it for a reason. You guys, when I have opinions on things, I think about the fact that, like, I may not get it, but I I I know other people do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like when like I like like. I, I wouldn't brand myself, but also I don't want to put it down because I know culturally some people that's part of their culture. That's the heritage and part of their culture. And you know what I'm saying? Um, well, that's what happened in the 80s and 90s. We I, I did not go through that, but I had a lot of friends that went through that it says um, I had a mental health moment. And I'm not going to put that on the public, but I'm not say who said it. If you're not in YouTube, too bad for your life. Um, I had a mental health moment and I put out cigarettes on my arm. I had friends that did that. I had friends that did that. Um, I cannot, I have to sit down to put a bandaid on a paper cut. You guys, I am not capable of physically harming myself on purpose like that. Uh, so, so I do it all inside my brain. <laughs> I do it all inside my brain. I just, I think that, I just, yeah, I think I just hurt myself internally, nah. but I can't, I can't do, I can't physically hurt myself. Um, yeah. Like you, you're like, I need a release. This is going to be great. And I'm like, I can't do that. So I just don't release it. It just stays dark in there. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Would you rather, <sighs> would you rather 
be able to record your thoughts or record your dreams while you sleep. Oh God, say it again. Did you? Would you rather be able to record like your just your general thoughts or record your dreams while you sleep? Record my dreams while I sleep. Because I don't generally remember my dreams or dreaming. Um, when I do, I there there's a lot of crossover in real life. So I tend to like be like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I can of- tell you which one my therapist would want from me. My <laughs> therapist would want the thoughts. My therapist would be like, no, record the thoughts. I need to hear how this works. Oh, I mean, cause I, I guess I feel like I, I put my thoughts out there too a lot. So. Yeah. I mean, I do too, but I feel like there's, you know, we have those internal things that like the reason why it's dark in there, right. right. Is because well, of the, yeah. all the internal shit. I feel like my therapist would love a, like just a general recording of what it's the journaling's for. It's a journaling's for. <laughs> yeah. I don't do that for him. I don't do that for him. Right. And then what if you need to, what if you need to like rewind what was I saying? Or what was I thinking? What was on that list? Uh, I didn't say it, you know, whatever. I, I <laughs> meaning of not forgetting what you needed. <laughs> I would go upstairs. I would say definitely my dreams. I would say definitely my dreams because for the same reason, when I do remember my dreams, they're very, very prominent um, and, and informational for me. And usually, um, have something to do with like, like how I need to handle situation or whatever the case or who I need to be. They're, they're like intuition for me. They're like, it's like, I'm seeing the future almost. Um, I know don't listen. I know what I look like and what I said just sounded like just bypass the fact that I, the white lady just said she was psychic. I did. Um, <laughs> no, um, uh, Alyssa, we've but, talked about this in terms of listening to your own gut and yourself, yeah. and you know, whatever people la- label people want to put on it, um, is that whether you're in tune with yourself or not and, uh, and you are. And so I'm becoming more in tune with myself. I feel like amazing. for me, it's a, it's a, it's a on and off. Like sometimes I got it and sometimes I don't, if I'm yeah. not paying attention, it's usually, I don't recognize it until after it's happened. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> look what I yeah. made happen. And that sucks. I, was, I wasn't direct about it. You know, I was actually talking to someone the other day and I was saying that like, I'm just trying to like really pay more attention to my intuition and those things because I'm right. I'm not wrong. Like I'm right. And now I'm learning where, where it, um, where I know, call me for your free reading. I have to dream about it first. Um, I don't think I could do it on command. I'm not saying I could like read your, I mean, I probably could if I focused enough on my, on, I'll call it a gift if you want on my, on the thing, if I focused enough on wanting to do it and I actually was, uh, it's like any, it's like anything. If you build the skill, it will be built. It will, it will, you know, work better as yeah. you build the skill. Exactly. But, um, but I'm not reading none of y'all's futures, but I was talking to somebody the other day and, uh, see, this is why I should record my thoughts. Cause like, where was I going to go with this? Um, and I was telling, well, no, I was telling her that. And she was like, um, having like a a similar like I saw something but then I ignored it kind of situation 
And I was like, man, I do that all the time, but I know I'm right. Like, I know I'm right. I, I don't even doubt it. The only reason I doubted in the moment is because I really, you guys want to know why I doubted in the moment. The reason I doubted in the moment is because I don't want to hurt somebody that I don't need to hurt. So if I'm feeling a certain way about something, I won't even address it because what if I'm wrong and I, and I hurt this person, I don't want to hurt you. And then it turns out I was right. And I'm just like, fuck it. And then I'm the one I'm the, but I sacrifice. I'm the one that gets hurt. That's, that's how it works. So I won't listen to it because I don't want to hurt you, you, your feelings, your emotions or whatever. And then I realize I was right. And I end up, I end up having hung out too long for that, for that situation. Right. Right. So it happens all the times, but, but also there's a lot of times where like hat, like I'll, I'll remember I was in a place in my dream, but I don't know what was happening in that place in my dream. And so I would love a recording of that. Is it a visual recording or an audio recording of your dreams? I was just hoping it would be the whole shebang, like a movie. And then your thoughts would, would that be just an audio recording? I can't do that. That's in my head all day. I feel like the thoughts, it should be presented to me some way, you know, like I texted out to me, you know, like in a book. Yeah. Yeah. Give me, give me a, my thoughts. You yeah. Know? <laughs> right out. And it just it's like magic. And it just automatically writes in the book as soon as you think it. And then like, it's like, like, it, like it's a Harry Potter thing. Yeah. Like it's like, like, a, yeah, like just, just the smoke in the, yeah. You're the it would have to disappear like, for me. I walk around with that. I walk around with that recording in my brain all day. I don't know if I could have an actual playback of it. I don't think I could do a playback of it, but my dreams are interesting. There's a dream I have. By the way, uh, I've maybe talked to you about it. There's a dream I have um, about a house I live in. And it has a secret room. So in the dream, it's it's actually this house because this is where I'm, you know, I have this familiarity in my brain, I think. So my my brain just is like, this is your house. Look, it's your house, right? But then... There's like, and I've gotten a lot, I've gotten a lot of, uh, feedback about what this could mean. Uh, this is, this is a recurring dream, but then there's like a secret passage. Uh, the stairs are wood and spiral. Although I can smell the wood. I don't know different woods. I don't know what wood it is, but I, it's, it's, I can smell it. It's amazing. Like it smells amazing. And so it's like a spiral. I go up. And there's this vast space and it's two different rooms. And one of them is filled with things. I don't know if they're my things. They may have been the previous owner's things, but I'm excited to see what's in the boxes and behind the curtains and the stuff. Okay. So it's not just out and about things. It's it's no, it's like there it's packed up. Like, like somebody left it there. Like if you were to go into an attic and nobody cleaned it out kind of thing, but it's in like a room, right? It's in a room all to itself. And it's an interesting room too, because it has also like lots of built in storage, like drawers and things like that in the, there's like lots of built in stuff like that. It's all built into the room. 
Um, and then there's just like, just, I mean, it looks like there's interesting stuff in there. Right. But I haven't had a chance to go through it all at all. I feel like I've been in there a couple times and touched a couple things. And like, there's like a, maybe like there's garment in there that I'll be like, oh, that's cute, whatever. But I haven't been in that room to like really investigate. The other room is vast. It's giant. It has a bay window that looks out over usually a wooded area, sometimes a beach, but usually like a wooded, like a rainforest type of wooded area where you could like, you could like get in there and like feel like, like secure and like, Ooh, yeah. You know, like, like that kind of like a, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a forest. It's like a hollow, like a, like a forest. It's like a, like a little, (laughs) like, like you build a fort, you know, kind of like that. So that's the forest that I can look out on. I can look out on it and it's giant. And then in this room, there's these big, huge, uh, huge wood, like the pillars, you know, like they just took a tree and smoothed it out. And that's what is the foundation or the stabilization for this house or for this part of the house. And there's like uh, steps up to a space where you could put a bed. There's not a bed in there. There's nothing in there. And I like to sit in there and I like to just look out over the forest or the beach or whatever. Uh, and when I say look out over, I mean, I can see over stuff, but like, I'm also kind of engulfed in it. Like it's around me. I can like look and it just feels like, like this bay window is more like a bubble, like a bubble into it. Yes. And on and I and I can definitely open them up. There's def, definitely been like free flowing air in there on some of my dreams. And then I yell down to my husband, "We when are we going to move our bedroom up here? Like we've been talking about it." And then I wake up. Um, how long have you had this reoccurring dream? For years, years and years. Years and years. I, 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 I probably started recognizing it in the last six or seven years, but I've had this dream. Like I, I finally was like, damn, I've seen that. I've seen that before. I've seen it before. You know, I keep, I can, and then, and then I realized it's, I've seen it in my dream. Well, maybe this is the year that you're going to move your fucking master bedroom up into that room. I mean, in Denver or near Denver. Yeah. Right. I want you to be There's, in Denver. I want you to be surrounding Denver. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to be in Denver either. I want to be in, when I say I want to be in Denver, I mean I want to be in the surrounding areas of Denver. I want to be able to travel to Denver within uh 30 minutes to an hour. That is that is my goal. Uh in in generally in general traffic. 30 minutes to an hour in general traffic. Um but yeah, I I I don't know. I don't know why I keep having this dream? So some people, some people have there's some there's some thoughts around this, and I've thought about these things too. But some people think that the room that is full of things is that I have things that I need to go through and unpack. Like those are my those are my things, even if they're my past things. Like even if they look really old, those are my things, mm-hmm. and I have I am actually avoiding that room. So right. I don't really go in there and spend time in there. 
Right. Because I go into the empty room because that empty room for some, it feels more safe and secure, even though there's nothing in there. Do you have the feel, do you feel the need to unpack that other room though? I feel like I want to know being in there. No, no, no. I feel like I want to know what's in there, but then I get preoccupied with wanting to go sit in the bay window and just feel safe. So I, I will leave it every time. I will leave it every time to go sit in the bay window. I mean, that's I've tried. I've tried. I'm in my bedroom right now. (laughs) I've tried. I've tried. uh, I don't, I'm not so good at like lucid dreaming and controlling those things. Uh, And, and plus you guys know most, most of us don't really, if you're heavy smokers, there's a high likelihood you don't really have too many dreams. Uh, they are for some reason suppressed, uh, and which is great for people with PTSD and things like that. But generally speaking, a lot of us don't dream. Uh, but, um, I, yeah, I mean, I would like to, I would like to get, I would like to move the bed up. I would also like to know what's in the boxes, but I think I'm a little afraid to know what's in the boxes, but I wish I could control the dream enough so I could stay in there. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's probably part of the the subconscious of not wanting to stay. No, no, my subconscious does not want to stay in there at all, at all. Because I think what's in that room looks interesting. Like it's piqued my interest, and I feel like I've thumbed through a couple of things here and there, but they were like not anything. They were like surface stuff. Like if you walk into my room and you saw my wardrobe and you saw the pictures on my wall, right? They're all like the surface stuff that we can all see. Uh, but there's stuff in the boxes that I don't even, I don't even look at. I don't even open to see what's in there, which is not which would never be like me. You guys, you guys, if I walk into a space that has like old shit and boxes, I want to know, I want to know. I'm going to, I'm going through your shit. I'm going through it. I'm going to be honest. I'm nosy as fuck. It's if, like- I, <laughs> if I want, I have such a hard time keeping my hands to myself. If I see shit that looks interesting. If I walk through some shit and it look, I, I want to know. I want to know the story behind this dress. I want to know everything. What we. That's know. how I. I definitely. I have some friends that have like knickknacky houses, and I'm just very like my eyes go wild, and like, and I'm like, I am sorry that I am staring and my eyes are not focusing on you, and it's, it's not. No, I don't I'm apologize like, it's because I want to see and know everything, and I think that's also because that's how my granny's house was growing up. Yeah. Is that, she was an obsessive collector and a, a you know of things, and so I tend to look and I love to see, like, find if there's like little right. cool thing. Like, oh, what's I happening? I have I have hidden I have hidden art in this room because I I like I was like, don't apologize. The reason you put it out is because you want somebody to stare at it, right? Otherwise you will put it away. So I'm like, if you decorate your house with so much eye candy that I can't stop looking, that's not my fault. Yeah. Yeah. That's not my fault at all. And I, there is, if you walk, you've been in this room, but if you come into this room, there's a lot going on in here, but it all has like purpose. There's all a purpose to everything. Um, I have quotes written on my walls. I I, fuck a post-it. I do have post-its, but I have, <laughs> oh, yeah. I have literally, I have literally written quotes <laughs> on my wall, you know, yeah. and like, 
yeah, I love, I love that people like discover new things every time they visit this room. Yep. I do. I see every, something every, every time I, I wait, visit. wait till it's a basement girl. <laughs> yeah. When I have a whole basement <laughs> with this room in, watch out, look out now. Look, I am going, this room is going to be epic. Um, if I have a basement, I, I'm still going to keep my wardrobe in that space, but it'll probably be a bigger area to keep my wardrobe in. Um, I'm going to have like a, I won't have a to move vanity. Oh, you should have a vanity where you can sit and do your makeup. Yeah. I'm going to have like a little vanity in there. I'm going to have a little space where I can work out where I don't have to like put my yoga mat away every time because it's like in this tiny, I, I mean, every I'm, and also in my <coughs> basement, I'm, I'm assuming that a basement is pretty good size. Um, I'm also going to block off and create rooms because why? Because I'm going to grow down there. So, yeah, it just depends on, yeah. Um, usually the, oh my gosh, basements are the size of your house. So whatever. Yeah, you exactly. Know, I've had people like that had whole separate bedrooms, like exactly others that were, it was totally unfinished and just a big ass great room. You know, so like, yeah, yeah. The only thing is, is that the only thing I want my basement, if if the washer and dryer's down there, we we gonna have to reroute. We gonna have to reroute mm. that situation. That can't be the situation. Mm -mm. Maybe in one of the grow spaces, like in the baby room or whatever, it could be in there. It could be in that space because baby rooms keep twenty four sevens on the light. Mm, yeah. usually why why are you whining because <laughs> she's like, like uh you have four more minutes before you are at your time limit she's putting us at a time limit <laughs> time check she's definitely a time check yes um granny mary granny um was our she was our plant um granny she belonged to she was the president i think at one point the president of her fern society if not one of the offices i love that kind of stuff <clears throat> that not, that shit does does that even exist anymore stuff like that no but i found actually i have pictures i kept them um i marla and i were going through all of our family photos and stuff and i found articles from her you know she won a few awards for her plants and um that's beautiful uh, yeah I wonder if that uh, exists on local levels anymore. I feel like it exists in like online communities maybe, or. I think in, or, in maybe in community where it was, they were established. I think some maybe smaller or where there's still, I don't know. I wonder if Tampa does has still have a fern society, you know, um, but pass it down from generation to generation. Here's my ferns. Um, and she, uh, yeah, she would uh, go buy stuff from garage sales to go sell at her flea market stall and vice versa. Um, and then she would, she had like a permanent garage sale in one of her garages. Like it was set up for a garage sale, but no one ever shopped there. Um, it was set up. You could walk in and kind of like, oh my God, heaven. Yeah. Heaven. I love was. that. And then I love her, that shit. And then her home, you know, inside there were just every shelf had something on it. <laughs> and I yeah, and people wonder play. why I am the way I am. I'm like, it's, it's. <laughs> I, you know, as much as I complain about, uh, you know, older people not needing to be in office and things like that, you know what I'm saying? And like, and like the way, 
the way that um, I don't think that that we should go back into the past by any means. I don't th- I don't think that by any means. However, and also the idea of going through an old person's shit is just it's I, I want it. I want to do it. I want to I want to go through an interesting old person. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, I would spend hours and hours. So she had canned, uh, she had canned and jarred or jarred, yeah, jarred uh, and canned goods from, you know, the depression and, and um, it was, it was insane unearthing her, you know, parts of her home. Like I wasn't there for the whole thing and I probably, yeah, but my, my, yeah. I would be like, you have to drag me away. You have to be like, you have to leave now. I, I... She had uh, squirrels that uh, responded to her. She would call them her GGs and she would step outside her door and she would call them and they would all come and she would feed them uh, peanuts. And, uh, and one time a squirrel got ballsy enough and ran up and grabbed her big toe because he thought it was a peanut. <laughs> You have to go get a tennis shot or some shit like that, a rabies shot. No, nope. She was Granny Mary. She didn't. Nope, didn't. No, we don't do <laughs> no. doctors around here. Her feet were tough. She walked around that yard barefoot, like, and her her yard was like a big. I'll uh, do it, Kelly. Don't fuck around. I will do that shit. I want to see. <laughs> I want to see all of his shit. I also, I also want to find a mystery in there. I don't know. Like, I want to find a mystery and I want to solve it. I don't. Did you? Uh... Yeah, they, she had a, a wandering, she had a yard and it was a, just a, you walk through and again, treasures. And I have, I have a lot of her statue. I had a couple of her statues, yard statues. I have one of her yard statues. Mom and dad have others. Y'all, I can't. Um, but yeah, oh, yard statues everywhere. Shit. A pond, a pond, uh, you know, like it was, um, yeah, it was an amazing place to. I love it. I love it. Uh, that's amazing. Um, unfortunately my, uh, my, my grandmother's house started kind of being a little dilapidated before she was taken to hospice. And so a lot of things were destroyed, unfortunately, but man, to have an opportunity to go through an old, old people don't get rid of shit. Y'all they keep everything. <laughs> they really do. I mean, not anymore, not anymore. But like, like my parents, I've gotten rid of some stuff. I was gonna like, say, why did you get rid of that? And they're like, and then they're like, do you want this? I'm like, no, I wanted the things you threw away. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, not anymore. I'm talking about old people, old people, like, <laughs> like, like, like from, yeah. like, yeah. No, I'm talking about old. Like they're 102 right now. I'm talking about they're like they're in their nineties yeah, right yeah, now. That like would be those, granny, yes. Like like I'm talking about like eighties, nineties. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, no, I mean baby boomers don't keep nothing, but I feel like the different different thing because baby like baby boomers had got things. They got things were kind of there for them. They got to go to college and not have to work. They got you know they got all this stuff. So there was always like new things being created. They just get the, you know, that was happening even for baby boomers, but I feel like their parents uh, were 
familiar with like depression and losing everything. So when they got things, that generation kept it because you could lose everything tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. So, so when I say I want to go through an old person shit, I'm talking about an old person shit. I'm talking about a person that is on uh Lord rest your soul, whatever you who the universe, whatever, rest your soul, but on the way there, on the way to the next one, I want to go through that person's shit. And 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 if they're still kicking it, I want to hear the stories behind that shit. I want to sit and talk to them and hear about where this came from. Oh my God. It would be absolute fucking heaven. I would put my phone away for it. I swear. I swear I would. I no, swear you I would. Record it. You got to record it. It's history. Well, that I would also then put my phone away. I would hit record and then I would also put my phone away. Tell um, me everything. You know what I'm saying? You guys tell me everything. Uh, <laughs> send us an email. Cannabis closet, four at gmail.com. Let us know if you would be interested in coming on and telling us everything. We should just have a segment. Tell me everything. And then you could submit. Ooh, you guys could submit uh, entries for tell me everything, but it could be, it would just be like a one liner. It would just be like, you get one line. <laughs> you get, <laughs> you get, you get six to 10 words to tell me why I want to hear everything. That's what you get. <laughs> hey, what's hey, up? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that would be really cool if we could have. Um, yeah. See, see mm-hmm. that suitcase. I want to know what's in it. Yeah. I want to know what's in it. And it's probably, it probably mm-hmm. got some valuable shit in there too. Cause shit from back then is like valuable as fuck. Uh, Yeah. Um, but yeah, I let some, we should write that out. Tell me everything segment. I want to, I want to do it. Then went that way. If we did something like that, you wouldn't have to commit to a whole show. You would just have to commit to telling us everything, uh, on, on a part of a Wednesday show. I think it's great. I, you know, like, I think it'd be interesting I, like I said, I want to start something along the line of StoryCorps where we record moments of people's history. Um, yeah, it would be really cool. Oh, I love that shit. Like that kind of shit is what I wish yeah. we still had like access to. I mean, fuck all of the bullshit, like sexism and racism shit, but like the access to like to like those those like sitting on the front porch and storytelling and like that kind of stuff where we kind of like just lose sight of those things with technology you know what i'm saying oh my god i bet he wrote oh i bet you could go through those journals and i bet there's some publishable like you could probably publish some shit in there you could probably make an interesting book out of that i wonder what's in those journals i'm so interested i can't come to oklahoma in two weeks but um I know. Uh, If I could, if I could, if I could teleport, somebody please invent and then also test severely test teleportation uh, because I need it. I need it. I need. I there. I have places to be. Okay, and please make it affordable and accessible for everybody to utilize. I mean, you know what I'm saying. Um. So, oh my God. 
I would die to see those kinds of things. I love it. I love that kind of history. And I was never interested in that shit when I was in like regular school. It was after I got out of school and like got into college that I was like, oh shit, I need to pay attention to this kind of stuff. And they made it interesting. You know what I'm saying? Well, and that's a, you know, I guess a cue is like, talk to your people that are alive. You know, my yes. parents, uh, my parents are like, they're old. My, my dad's 85, you know, um, my mom's not far behind. And so um, talk to those that you can and people that you meet, you know, like, I know you do. I know you are open to talking to people and I want I want to know and you have a great memory too like I have a shit memory so like anything like my dad wrote his memoirs like I have his whole like bio and he adds to it every year you know and so it's so crazy that you say that I remember things about other people but if you asked me to write my own memoirs I'd have to sit down with somebody and they would have to like talk me through it which actually happened to me today it happened I I'm working I'm working on um uh, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I want to, I want to present at, at an event and I'm working on the application, a speaker application. I lost my train of thought for a second. Uh, so I'm working on a speaker application and one of the parts in it says, uh, give us a brief bio. And it's like, what? And then I'm just like, and then I just, I, I, what? So I got on with my business mentor and she was like, okay, let's do this brain dump. Boom, boom, boom. And then I found different spaces and different places that actually had pieces of my bio or had a bio for me that I just, I changed up a little bit. So we took all of those things and then we pulled the, and and it, and it's great. And you know, it came together nicely. Nice. Nice. Um, so, so yeah, I have a hard time and I also have definitely, very poor memory of my childhood like things in like I don't have it I I have pictures if I have pictures it's Mm -hmm. but I I there there's a picture I talk about this a lot and I feel bad about it I don't feel bad it's not my fault it's my brain um uh but uh there's a picture that pops up every year somebody posts it and tags me in it and it's a picture of and I remember uh there's two people besides myself in that picture that I remember and know I know them I know their names I know them uh I spent a lot of time with them when I and at, and at their house and so I know them but uh I spent a lot of time with these other people too I just I don't think I like did sleepovers or whatever with them or whatever Maybe I did, but everybody else in that picture, I I have zero clue. And they're like, we hung out with her every day. And I'm like, I, I don't, my little traumatized brain does not really remember anybody that didn't have like a distinct, a distinct name characteristic or like influence, hard influence in my life back then. Right. It, otherwise... Uh, even if I spent every day with you, I don't remember people's names from high school. I don't remember and like people that I spent time with. I only remember my like, of course, I remember my core group, but I spent time with others and I don't remember names. I don't remember events and places, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. It's all from trauma, you know? 
it's all yeah. from like me just like I'm not going to remember this time because there's like trauma in there that there's I, other I don't, things you don't want that I don't care to, to unpack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, so I want to so, unpack my boxes in my in my, I want I want to unpack my I would love to go through those boxes in that room if that ever happens, y'all. I swear to God, I'll share it. I'll tell it. I'll I'll tell y'all what's in there. <laughs> you know I will. Um, I'm pretty transparent um, over here. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, we've gone over two hours and you guys have hung in there for the whole thing. And we appreciate you. This has been a great show. I hope Stanford's enjoying. We jumped around. We did. (laughs) I hope Stanford is enjoying uh, his uh, survivor. And uh, you guys don't forget to go check out his social media, uh, Stanford Frazier. And we'll share it on our Cannabis Closet podcast uh, Facebook page for sure. We'll share uh, the little link to the challenge. Uh, we'd love to see him with blue hair and we'd also love to see him win his primary. So um, he needs funds to do that. And he's doing it in the way that shows that he wants his boss to be his constituents and not big influences from corporations. So, uh, so yeah. Yeah. That's, I want That's a skill I want and I don't have it because I, it is beaten out of me y'all. Uh, but like, like there are people like older people, like old people can remember shit from like 1922. Like what in the fuck? My I sister, can't remember my what happened. Like Marla is like, remember this? I'm like, nope. She's absolutely like, absolutely not. Remember not. this? I'm like, nope. Anyway, well, some of us are blessed and some of us are not. I'm going to be in a, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be in a, I'm going to probably be in some like, assisted living um eating up the free food and that i pay for and uh not remembering (laughs) fuck all but if i have a blunt i don't think i will care (laughs) but i bet because you have a blunt you're not gonna be sitting there without a memory (laughs) probably not remember when we got this high (laughs) you guys uh don't forget to be nice to yourself Make sure you put your mask on before assisting others. It's super important. Yeah, you can't help others if you don't. Don't do don't skip that self care. Take yeah. take take even like <laughs> even if it's just a minute to go. Even if it's that, just don't don't forget to or even love. Even if you. it's a minute, just to scream at the top of your lungs, like do it like, into a pillow. You guys, anyway, anyway, the kids are in the other it. room. What you need we to do, it. do it. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cultivate love. Um, bring it to you. You deserve it. You deserve it. Mm-hmm. And of course, always stay lifted. Stay super lifted. We will. Oh, we will see you on Monday. But before we leave, I want everybody to also wish MJ a happy birthday. Because we're not having a show on her birthday. But she is still having a birthday. I am <laughs> birthday. It's a good. It's a good birthday year. It's a good number. It's a least. good number. Double Thank digits. Yep. Yeah. I loved it. I love it. I loved it. It's great. So happy birthday, MJ. We will talk all about it on our Monday show. We'll see you on Memorial Day. We will not be pandering to you in American flag shirts. Not at all. <laughs> um, we'll see you then. Love you guys. Love you. Stay lifted, everybody. Thank you.